Welcome to the Builders Podcast, Episode 51, Building Confidence and Controlling Your Imposter Syndrome. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, give us a thumbs up or a like or a share if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back, Builders Crew. So, (laughs) this has never happened before. This is actually my third time recording this. I'm not going to go into the details why that is, but I was trying to do something topic-wise that just wasn't working. And the second time I did it, I'm like, nah, tweak it. This time I'm just scrapping it. (laughs) So, a little bit of a adjustment and a pivot here. Uh, hopefully, this will be only the third. <laughs> I'm not a perfectionist. I, and you may notice that if you watch any of my podcasts, I'm not perfect. This is not scripted. This is kind of a lot of this is off the cuff, and it's just pulling from somewhere in the recesses of my brain. I always have a bullet list, so if you see me glancing over, you'll. I have a bullet list here. I got the, yeah. Uh, very dirty. <laughs> what do I have on this thing? <laughs> a very dirty iPad cover. <laughs> but I got my iPad up here, and yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. But I, it's pretty much off the cuff. So, but I had it pretty structured this time around because I want to make sure I do a good job with this topic. It's an important topic. Uh, but <laughs> how I was approaching it just wasn't working for me. But here we are. First of all, let's let's talk about the topic. The topic is about building confidence. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of um, this is the builders podcast. We talk about building stuff. Maybe we can talk about building up ourselves as well and improving ourselves. Why not? I think it's an important topic. This and many others, uh, soft skills and all that kind of stuff too. Becoming a better person more confident in certain areas, whatever. All of that's important because you really are the foundation of everything you do. Who you are and how you've been built allows you to build things. Where some people might fail is not that they didn't have a good idea or that they didn't have a good plan to execute on that idea or whatever. It could be just there's something, there's a disconnect in who they are. We're not all perfect, and we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about people today in general. Uh, But we're not all perfect. I'm not perfect. I have flaws. It's hard to tell, but I do. (laughs) And I embrace my flaws. Like coffee, I had to brew this cup of coffee. For some reason, I have to have a cup of coffee when I'm doing this podcast and it was, it's, I'm actually doing this at a different time. Than I normally do and I didn't have coffee. So I had to brew just like one cup just so I could do this. It's just my crutch or something. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, but <laughs> so let's, let's first of all, so th- this is going to be about building confidence and we're talking a little bit about imposter syndrome. And I think uh, both sort of kind of tie together. 
And if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, I think most, maybe a lot of people do um, because it's so common. If you don't know what it is, we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, essentially up front here, it's just, it's basically it can be, imposter syndrome can be uh, in many realms. It doesn't have to just be your career, but it's just a situation where you don't feel confident. You don't feel like, um, you feel like you're an imposter with whatever you're doing. Like you're not qualified to do it. Right. And the fact of the matter is many of us feel that from time to time, some of us less than others, uh, some of us more than others. But I believe that there are things you can do to improve that situation. And there's various exercises you can do. There's various things you can do to build yourself up and uh, imposter syndrome becomes less of a crutch. I don't know how much, I mean, I think you can have imposter syndrome, but still be effective. Right? You're still doing your work. It's just something that's in you though. It's something that's uh, gonna have some kind of ripple effect in what you're doing. So uh, as a disclaimer, now this, and what I'm talking about today, it's, it's important to understand anything I'm talking about. <laughs> it's from my perspective, right? Um, it's things that worked for me or as I analyze my own life, sort of an auto, I, I kind of work from my own mental autobiography of my life and what I think has influenced me and made me the person I am today. And I do believe that I'm a better person than I was 30, 35 years ago. Okay. So I'm 50 years old. I had a lot of time to work on myself. <laughs> like I said, I'm still flawed, but hopefully I've got a lot of that under control and there's reasons for that. And we're going to touch on some of those reasons today, but through that thread of my life, um, I haven't always been confident. When I was young, I was probably what people would label as shy. I, I wanted to avoid social situations. I wanted to avoid things and just kind of be on my own. And a lot of that's just like anything. A lot of that's how you were, how you grew up. You know, when I was, when I, I grew up as an only child when I was real young and I was, uh, grew up in, on a ranch in the country, not a lot of people around. And that influenced a lot of who I was. I think I didn't have a lot of socialization with other kids and stuff when I was growing up. I think that, you know, analyzing my own life, I think that has influenced me. So it took me a lot to come out of my shell and through my life. And it's something I probably still battle with a little bit. Like I would, and, and I, I'm on the spectrum in terms of being an introvert to extrovert. You know, I, I'm, I don't think I'm a complete extrovert or both introvert or extrovert, I'm somewhere in there, right? And some days maybe more on one side and the other, you know, it's, it's fluid. <laughs> so, but it, hopefully though, sharing my experiences, somebody out there resonates with, you know, maybe it's something that you're like, oh yeah, I'm kind of that way, or I could do that, or uh, maybe that is important. Maybe that is something that could help me. And it may not, as some of these things are going to be, it's not necessarily obvious that there's a connection. But I believe uh, there could be a connection to things that I, I see. Do it. I did a little research as I was uh, planning this topic. And there's various articles out there that give you like five bullets and say, do this, do this. Do this. I don't think it's that simple. Uh but uh, it definitely it definitely takes some effort. 
I don't think there's a magic bullet. I don't think you could take one of those bullets and apply it and suddenly you're not, you're going to be more confident. I don't think that's an overnight thing. It will take effort. Like many things, it will take effort. Like motivation. I've always, I believe for years and years and years, I've now read articles. I, I don't know if I read this years ago, uh, but I've, I've read ar- recent articles or books. I don't know what it was uh, that they talked a little bit about this where, where motivation and how do you find motivation? It's kind of like well, you just take, start taking action and you'll get motivated. Motivation comes from action. You can't sit here and, Think about how you're going to get motivated or hope that some random thing in your life motivates you. You just have to start taking action and doing things and that, and then you'll find no motivation within that exercise, right? So it's kind of like that, you know, to become more confident, you're going to have to take action. You have to do something and start taking steps towards that goal of becoming more confident and sort of, I say controlling your imposter syndrome because I think it's, always going to be there. And sometimes it may be in the recesses, recesses of your mind, but and it may just crop out once in a while <laughs> or, you know, throughout the day. I don't know. But I've talked to a lot of people and very successful people in their careers, and they still say, I feel like an imposter here and there. So, but the other thing here is, is we're all different. So again, you know, there, like, this is my experience and uh, what I think has helped me and shaped me and built me. Uh, but we all have different backgrounds. We have different origins, different ways of looking at things, different cultures. Uh, we all grew up in different places, right? We all have unique brains. <laughs> Some of us are warped more than others. <laughs> so, and, and that's kind of a random thing that, or, well, it's a random thing uh, because I think as, as we were created, our brains are all wired, you know, through DNA or whatever, where like we become an individual, but then we have a lot of outside influences over time or things that we feed our brains that can change that. So where you are today is going to be different than everybody listening to this. Everyone's a little different and some are going to be more confident than others. Maybe it's a journey you're just starting on, you know, like I said, um, it's, we're all different. Uh, so what, what has influenced us and where we are today uh, that's kind of your starting point and you have to adapt these things, uh, to you. So, um, now we are all imposters and if that ties into like, I think everyone, everyone, I think that's about admitting, I think there's a lot of people would admit that they're imposters, but even then I think, I think everyone on some level is, they just think about it or deal with it differently. Because we can't know everything. And every, especially if you're in a challenging career or business, you're going to run into things all the time that you, that you don't know. Or you should know when you don't know. <laughs> and you suddenly like, oh, I'm an imposter. I have to fake my way through this. And maybe it's not faking your way through it. Um, who did I talk to about that? So Rhonda, we're talking about, uh, you know, somebody hated fake it till you make it. It's not about that. It's about, of course, you're going to run into things that you don't know and you're going to have to learn. So you have to always have that learning mentality. But even the smartest, most seasoned people out there, professionals, are going to have to, from time to time, feel like imposters. <laughs> no matter if, even if they don't label it that way. 
So there was, there was a report a couple of years ago, and this is during my research. I found this um, by blind. I'm not sure what blind is, <laughs> but uh, it said that 58% of tech employees report experiencing imposter syndrome currently in their careers. Currently. That was back in 2019 or something. I believe that. And especially in tech, because tech is always evolving, always changing, and there's always something it feels like you need to learn. You're always deficient in some area. So that I believe for sure in tech and why I probably talk about it more than others uh, when I'm talking to other web developers and stuff. Um, even Ryan, Ryan Lawrence, I think I'm going to have him on soon again. He talked about a little bit about imposter syndrome, I think, in one of our episodes. It's just something that's there. And even, even for me, like, I think it crops up. I know it does, but I think I've learned how to deal with it. And hopefully uh, we'll talk about some of the ways I may do that uh, throughout this. So one of the things with building confidence and controlling the syndrome, again, I don't think it's a one size fits all. I don't think it's a one bullet. I don't think it's a one anything. I believe it's a holistic thing. I think it's who you are, right? And how you've kind of been molded in your life. And all of us at different stages, are different too, you know. So who I was 30, 35 years ago is very different to who I am today. Even my 20s, you know, my 20s was a complete mess. <laughs> All I wanted to do was party and have a good time. But, <laughs> but I, you know, when I was young and like when I was a teenager, I was, an, you know, like one of those teenagers that uh, just, you know, thought the world was against them and was angry and just wanted to rebel and all that stuff. I'm, that was a long time ago. That's 35 years ago, <laughs> 30, 35 years ago. So it depending on where you are in your life, but, the, but my life in, in totality, all the things I did in my life to try to improve myself, uh, all kind of stacked and, and it formed this person you see today <laughs> for good or bad. But I think and, and I've been kind of on this journey of self-improvement and trying to become a better person since probably around 20 years old. Somewhere in my, probably my early 20s, I really consciously started doing that. And that's when I started doing a lot of things I'm going to discuss here is, you know, this, and reading self-help books and, and doing meditation and stuff like that, just to be kind of get control of my emotions and stuff. And, but through through that, you know, I also became more confident and just a better person. Um, so you got to work on yourself and you have to want to work on yourself. You have to have a desire to get better. Okay. Uh, you have to believe you can. Now, there are a lot of skeptical, uh, negative <laughs> people out there that don't believe in any of this. Anything I'm going to say today they are going to be like, that is stupid. That is stupid. Um, they hate self-help for whatever reason. If you post something positive, uh, they have a negative reason that that's a bad thing. <laughs> it doesn't apply to this person, them, or whatever. When it's just an innocent, positive thing to inspire people, 
And that's what I, you know, like on Facebook, especially over the years, I've always posted positive quotes and stuff because, you know, kind of my, my thing in life is I want to help others. I want to inspire others. It's nothing malicious <laughs> and it may not apply to like anything. Like some people like coffee, some people don't. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm not going to drink it. That analogy works well. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. You know, like this is, and it also the uh, positive quotes actually helps me. So I actually post them for myself too because I want to inspire myself. I want to remind myself of certain things. Um, but so that, that has to be there. You have to believe that you can change your mind. And I think you can, because I know how I've changed over the years. And I know the things that influenced me and changed and how I developed as a person and how I've seen others do the same and become better in their lives. So I'm here to tell you, you can change. <laughs> and even if, it's, even if it's small, right, even if it's minute, even if it's just taking one thing I say today or over time, just small little incremental things, you can improve over the years. And those small improvements, they, you know, over time they accumulate. And the things that I'm going to talk about here are all things you can't do all at once, but it's things you can think about doing and you can apply in a small way or a large way. Maybe you need a large change in your business or in your life, but how you do that is, is unique to you, okay? So one of the first things, so let's, let's dig into the actual topics here. Now I've all set you up for the last 17 minutes. Let's talk about the first part of this. And the first part is an obvious part. And it's, it, this one ties in more with uh, imposter syndrome in your life or in your career, uh, in your business. Um, it's, you're going to feel like an imposter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is you can't know everything and you can't learn everything all at once. So you may have to feel that way for a while. But there's things that you can do to improve that situation. And one of those things is to learn your craft, you know, uh, and to do that, starting with one thing, choose something, choose something, pick something that you think is going to have the most impact on what you're doing today. I want to look at the short period of time that I worked for somebody else a couple of years ago uh, for a company for three years. And in that time frame, I was presented with different challenges throughout those three years, different things we were doing um, from just me figuring out how to build a theme from the ground up to hiring a team, building a marketplace, all those things along the way I had to learn. I learned how to do scrum uh, project, agile management, agile project management. <laughs> um, and, but every time I was presented with something, I would go out and I would Hey, is there a book out there I can learn from? Is there, is there a video? Is there something out there that can help me become better in this area? Because in the beginning, you know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't confident. I didn't know what I was doing when I was presenting something necessarily. So I had to go into learning mode. And again, that's learning mode. I'm an imposter. I need to learn. 
And so as you learn, you become more and more confident. One of the things that, uh, and I'll use that as an example again. So we had really smart people in this company, right? People had been in the software industry for decades, right? And they knew a lot about the architecture around software and it came from software, right? So I, you know, I was kind of, I'm just a web developer, you know, a self-taught web developer. What am I going to do here? But I took, I looked at the things they were focused on and I went out and I learned things around uh, software and not just web development, but programming and those kind of concepts. I just became better in those areas over time and I became more and more and more confident. So that is the first thing for sure, is just really literally to learn your craft inside and out, to take it a piece at a time, don't worry about it, you know, just you know, put imposter syndrome in the back of your mind and just get to work. You know, if you start thinking about that, just do a project, <laughs> just do something or start reading something and you'll forget about it. If you, if you're, if it's always at the forefront of your mind and you're always thinking about it and you're always not confident about it, then of course you're going to, you're going to struggle with it. And, and maybe that struggle is just the fact that you don't get started, but just get started. <laughs> so another thing here and as this goes, now we're going to get kind of into confidence in general, right? So one, I think imposter syndrome, like I said, it's different from everybody because I think everybody, because I think it stems from confidence and being able to be confident in yourself. Just like I'm, I had to learn to be confident doing podcasts. <laughs> so a lot of these things I'm going to be talking about are, are just around confidence, but I think that all translates to being able to be more confident in what you do and imposter syndrome will have a very limited effect on what you're doing because you'll just, instead of thinking about that, you're going to get to work and do these things, right? But one of the things that I think in my life, again, my experience, is that I've, I know people and I've learned that people are just people and everyone has flaws, right? There's no perfect person out there. Even if they're pointing the finger at you, even if they're saying you're not perfect, you got this deficiency and that deficiency. You don't have to worry about it because you know deep down that they have something. <laughs> if you wait long enough, or maybe what they're, point, they're pointing your finger tells you something. But building confidence um, around how we perceive others, uh, from how, how we perceive others, uh, I think is, is a good starting point, especially around authority figures. If you, can get, if you can get used to being around authority figures and get used to uh, being around a lot of different people, you know, bottom line is spending time with everyone. Right, uh, spending time with people in all walks of life, uh, every color and creed, everybody, with everybody, rich, poor, everybody. <laughs> I've had unique experiences in life where that was possible. So I'm going to talk about here. I feel comfortable with just about anybody. I've talked to executives. I've talked to bosses. I've had bosses. Where it's like, I somehow 
I don't see him as boss. Yes, they're in charge. And I'll follow what, you know, follow along. I'll follow them. They may be my lead, the leader of the organization or whatever, but I see them as a human being, though. One of the big uh, influences in my life was back in my 20s. Besides liking to party and have fun, I was a bartender, which made sense, right? In my bartending years, I... I would run a bar, I, I would be the only bartender all night long at the, one of the bars I worked in for years. Uh, the guy, uh, everyone would leave and I would be the only one there. And, and in that bar, so many different people from different walks of life would come in. Rich, out of a job, worked at a factory from the local college, all mingling in the same bar, men, women, everybody. Right. Those years taught me a lot. One of the first lessons I learned, <laughs> you know, how you put people on a pedestal, even your parents, as you're as you're as you're a kid and or a teenager, you put your parents kind of on this pedestal and it may not make you happy, but you think they know more than you <laughs> or they're they're a perfect human. <laughs> Maybe they've they've had that. Imp- they, you have that impression that they're a perfect human. But as you get out in the world you start to identify your parents and other people. You start to see, oh, that person's just like my dad or just like my mom or whatever, you know, uh, or some other authority figure in your life. You start to realize, you start to see patterns that everyone, there's, there's individuals, but there's these broad patterns of people. They're a certain type of person, this and that. And maybe you don't have a label for it, but you see it. And as you do that, you become more, for me, I feel like I became more confident because I realized that these people are as messed up as I am. (laughs) They're as flawed as I am. There's some, if, if I may have my own personal flaws, but that person definitely has some flaws. And when you bartend, you see people probably with more flaws than average. (laughs) So, so that is, uh, I think that had a big influence on me. Another thing is just, so I grew up in a small town. It was, you know, pretty uh, sheltered life in a small town. But when I was 18, 18, I think, 18 or 19, 19, I went to college. I went to college for a semester. I took off a semester. I went to college. Okay, yeah, so I was 19. I moved to Milwaukee and that was a shell shock. You know, I'm from a small town, small town, like 15,000 people, you know, small enough. Uh, And I come to Milwaukee and not only Milwaukee, but I live kind of on the east side of Milwaukee near the lake. And in those years, uh, living in Milwaukee down there, um, there was huge diversity and it, so that was, it kind of was a whole nother, and this were my bartending days too, but in, even before I bartended, I moved down there and just getting to know a huge range of people from all walks of life and all different types of people down there. Uh, it was, it was really enlightening and opened my eyes and, and I was just, and I'm a type of person who wants to be friends with everybody, right? So I don't care who you are. I'm your friend. <laughs> I try to be anyway. And I just had, I just 
made some really cool friends and, and I learned a lot more about people. I worked in some restaurants too. I worked in a Mexican restaurant down there. I worked in, um, uh, yeah, actually on the east side, uh, was La Casita. It was a great restaurant. I worked there for a while and, and, and then I worked uh, in other restaurants. Actually worked at Olive Garden, Petria Uno's. I don't know if you've heard of that. I worked there for a little while. I worked, oh, I did a lot of stuff <laughs> until I kind of settled into my bartending career where I worked in one place for like seven years. But, and in, in, in so those years, you know, that, that was it. And like, I met so many different types of people. So I feel like by putting, having been kind of forced myself to be put out there, uh, I in meeting people and such a wide range of people, I became more confident as a person. Um, yeah, living on the east side of Milwaukee. That was fun. Those are good days. And this is kind of, it was kind of like, I got a little bullet here for the dance floor. You know, it's, it's, I feel like a lot of this is who you surround yourself with too. And, and who can, other people can give you confidence. If you're around confident people, they're going to, they're going to rub off on you. So I was big, you know, like I said, I was a partier. I like to go to the clubs and uh, six days a week, I would take one day off <laughs> through my twenties. And I remember I still, you know, you're young, you know, uh, for me, I like girls and we'd go to the dance clubs and I remember it was just frightening to go up on that dance floor, you know, but I had one friend who was just crazy and he'd always just go up there and I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just hide behind him and go up there. And I, th I think that's sometimes that's helpful too, is to have friends that can help you become more confident as well by emulating them or following them. <laughs> But though again, another experience. So you got to be brave. You got to put yourself out there. You got to you got to just put one step in front of the other and maybe think of things like, what's the worst that can happen? I could be humiliated. I don't know. But I was an okay dancer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so through all that, it's just a learning not to put people on a pedestal, uh, no matter who you're with. Uh, the company I worked with was actually an interesting company in that. Um, I, what do they call that? Where you, it was kind of like a flat uh, structure to the organization where everybody it was an open door policy. I could go talk to one of the founders if I wanted to, or uh, somebody in customer service. We could all be on the same level. I could open a ticket with anybody basically. Right. And, but it's the same way with, you know, in life, I feel like you should be able to have that enough confidence to be able to do that. And, and I'm sure in, in that situation still, there's going to be, if you aren't confident, you're probably going to have a hard time still talking to that founder or whatever. But for me, I have no problem. But again, because of that background, sales experience too. Getting sales experience. Read some sales books. Learn the psychology of people. Because again, you're going to see those patterns. And when you're talking to somebody, even like when somebody's selling you something, you'll, you'll pick up on their techniques and things like that. There's so many things like that. Just learn about people, learn about people, learn about, you know, how to, there's books out there on how to like, you know, make friends and all that stuff, but how, how learning that stuff is important. That's a really, really good foundation because if you're in any business, even if you're in a career, it's a people business, right? It's a people business. You're going to be around people and you have to be confident. And a lot of, I think, imposter syndrome comes from the fact you feel like you're going to look bad in front of others. So you have to learn that it's okay. Those people are flawed too, right? 
So that's important. You got to do what you can for you. It's different for everybody. I'll keep coming back to this. this is what worked for me, and, and this is my story, but it may translate differently to you. And But again, you have to, the big thing here is taking action and putting yourself out there. I'm, I, I'm new into VR. I got my VR headset. <laughs> I got my Quest 2 now. And I things I'm learning about virtual reality and stuff. One of the things is just, uh, peop, there's a, there's a game where you can test your fear of heights. Puts you on like top of like a skyscraper on a board or something. You have to walk out on it. But I've read that, you know, a lot of people have overcome their heights using those type of games and stuff and doing that stuff. And I think it's the same. I think really what it is, it's a safe environment for you to, to face your fears. So, and I, I think that can translate to social aspect of it too. You know, if you're somebody, I'm talk, if I'm talking to somebody right now, you're somebody that maybe is has a little social phobia, like you don't want to, you don't want to go out in the, in, into the world. Um, you know, maybe online stuff, maybe VR is a way to, you know, I don't know if you want to go on VR chat or not, but <laughs> there's ways to socialize on the internet. Obviously, we've known that for 20 years, but so that you just got to find your thing and what's going to work for you, and just take baby steps, and hopefully you can grow over time. It may not happen over. Uh, it may, you know, some of us is going to be, you know, somebody listening to this is going to be, it's going to be a really tough ride. It's going to be really hard and it may not see the benefits of it for some time, but you got to believe it, right? Another thing that can help your confidence is physical activity, exercise. And for me, uh, I think I certainly can point to things in my life. Now, I've always been an active person. When I grew, was growing up, I was uh, forced... <laughs> I was forced by my parents to get out of the house and go do sports. I did ten. I played tennis, golf, baseball for many years, and by the way, I like my baseball hats. I'm comfortable with them. Even though my wife doesn't like them, <laughs> she thinks I look stupid in a hat. I, I don't know. Uh, but no. So, but exercise is super important. Uh, over the years, you know, exercising, I've done some running, I've done weightlifting. Those things have really helped me. But probably the biggest thing that helped me was martial arts. Uh, if you don't know, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo. Um, it's been a while, though. It was 20 years ago that I got that. But for a couple of years, I was, I was really into martial arts. And martial arts... Probably no news to anybody. Martial arts can really teach you how to be confident. Um, not only just because you can physically defend yourself, but there's this mental aspect to, to learning martial arts. And it, it can change you in a positive way. I don't think it changes most people in a negative way. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Another one, mental exercise. For me, I'm always trying to learn. I've always been kind of an avid reader around business and marketing and becoming better at what I do. Like I said, when I was working for that company, I was always trying to identify books that could help me get better at what I was doing. And see, this is a thing, and, and this is a, a kind of a mentality you have to have. So if you really want your career to take off, if you want to be successful, you have to do things outside of your work, especially in tech. 
especially if you're a programmer or you're a web developer. Not everybody does. I've talked to web developers who are like, I go home. I don't think, I've thought about web development all day. I don't need to think about when I go home. <laughs> and they'll always be that web developer, right? So they found their lane and they're happy and good. Good for them. I'm not saying, what I'm saying here is for everybody. But for me, I'm going to spend time, my off time, maybe on the weekends, maybe Saturday, Sunday mornings, reading some book that's going to help improve my programming skills or some aspect of what I'm doing. So, because I have a hunger, I want to succeed and I want to get become a better person. But I think through that, obviously, you're going to become better and more confident in what you do. If you feel, if there's when you have that kind of imposter creeping into your brain, it's, it's seeping in, Identify what it is that you're doing right now that's making you feel that way. And then see if you can find a way to educate yourself and become better at that thing and practice at it. Or just give it time. And it'll probably just pay down its own. I love I love puzzle games. It's one of the things with VR. I've already purchased like several <laughs> games of, on how to do puzzles. Like there's an actual puzzle game, like a 3D puzzle that's really cool. I remember the name of that one off the top of my head. There's something called Cubism or something. Doing that one. Like, I like puzzles. I'm sitting here, you know, being, looking weird to, to the outside world. I'm putting a puzzle together. <laughs> I think that's good for my brain. And I think by solving that, those puzzles, those just help with my confidence in, in a roundabout way. So I think I touched on this a little bit, but also the knowledge of your craft and just, you know, um, gaining more experience, write about it. You know, I like, you know, start a blog. The great thing about writing is it forces you to think deeper about things and organize your thinking around things. And you may you know, put it down on paper and then you re redo it, redo it, do a little research or whatever, or think about it more. And all of that, that activity, that exercise can really help you become more confident in a certain, certain area, right? Like for example, for me, like I'm big into speed, speeding up websites. How am I gonna become better at speeding up websites besides working on client sites and speeding up their websites and seeing the results of that? I'm going to read about it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to, if I see an article about it, I'm going to write. I'm going to, I'm going to read it. But I'm also going to write about it. And I have. I'm actually, and I'm bringing this up because actually today I'm, I'm going to be, or this week, I'm today, I'm releasing an article on my blog about speed. And if you take my mini course on unifiedwebdesign.com, the first lesson is about speed. <laughs> I wrote about it. So not only am I doing it, I'm writing about it. I'm going to become good. I'm very confident now around speed. I had, uh, I had a meeting with another, uh, with programmer uh, that I work with in another agency company. And the, speed, the topic of speed came up. I'm like, yeah, I can help you if you need it. You know, he's talking and because he was talking about things, talking about CDNs and do all this other stuff. And I knew what he was talking about. I was confident. I was very comfortable with that conversation because I've done there, been, been there, done that. So, so that's. I mean, I think it's obvious. But you know, in, in practicing what you do, uh, like on the side, if you can, talking about it with others, hanging out with the community. One of the a profound thing that happened to me in web development specifically is, and this happened with me in marketing as well, and other businesses. 
but as an example, web development. When I worked or hired other developers or started working with, I built a team at this company, Happy Crush. <laughs> um, I built a team and, and of, of web designers and developers, designers, developers, and hung out with those guys for a couple of years. That was a huge boost in my confidence because now I have somebody to compare myself against. And I realize that everybody's the same boat as I am. They don't know everything and there's certain areas they're not going to be good at. So my hiring a team actually helped me become more confident, understand where I stand more or working with uh, other programmers um, that are very skilled and talking with them and how they think about it, you know, um, it, it's just, it's important to have those conversations. And I, I think a big aspect of confidence is a social aspect. And I, again, I know that it's going to be easier for some and harder for others. But no matter where you are, I think um, even baby steps can help, right? And maybe you'll find your you know way like me and from that shy kid to becoming somebody that's more vocal and doesn't mind talking to anybody. I mean, I'm in a place where I can, like I said, I, it's actually gotten me in trouble once or twice where somebody with a lot of authority I'm talking to and I'm just Matt. I'm <laughs> just myself. <laughs> yeah. Not always good. But <laughs> so mental exercises. Another thing, too, that I think could really help with confidence is what I'm calling here calming exercises, meditation, mindfulness, learning that stuff. Sounds a little hokey to some people. Probably uh, not everybody's cup of tea. But I learned to meditate first, like in my late teens, early 20s. Um, I was I was kind of a weird stage in my life was learning about Buddhism and stuff like that. <laughs> After being a, you know, growing up Christian and uh, in a Lutheran world, um, I was exploring other <laughs> worlds. And, and, but meditation became a big thing for me, but it also helped me a lot uh, because I was, like I said, I was an angry, <laughs> rebelling child. Um, but it helped me work through a lot of that and how to let go of feelings and how to be more even. And now I get complaints like from my wife that I'm too even. <laughs> She's here today. <laughs> I we've had or she's like you know she some people just they you know like, why are you so even all the time why can't you get upset I can get upset but but for the most part I I have emotions under control and that's through meditation but through that it's the same thing like with imposter syndrome all that stuff like I said before um, about you know when you start when it starts to creep in. You know, identify what you're doing and, and, you know, that's what I need to work on. But also in those moments, if you can be mindful about it, you can then just, you know, witness it, see yourself being, feeling like imposter, and then back to the task. Just let, and then just letting that fade into the distance. Meditation around getting rid of imposter syndrome. <laughs> That's how. That's kind of how I, I approach that, is, and with a lot of things. Like if I, there's, 
maddening things happening in the world right now. <laughs> I've had to, and it, that actually took some time. You know, in the beginning, I get mad about something and post about it on Facebook or something. It's not good. But now I just I see it, take a breath. <laughs> I I just I visualize it. I'm like I don't need to post about this. Do something else. You know, change. You know, switch my focus to something else. You know that I think that's a really whether you, you know certain things you want to focus on. Obviously, you don't want uh, to dumb down everything. Things in some there's a lot of important things out there that we need to be focused on improving and improving the world. But at the same time, all that stuff can drive you crazy also, right? And make you mad. So, and if that happens and you go out of your mind, that's not going to help anybody. So you got to learn to control those things. And, and like I said, that will just, I think that all, all this all ties into confidence. I don't want to get too much into meditation and stuff. There's other benefits. So, and, and so that's, that's basically it. The last thing I had in my bullets is taking action, but we kind of talked about that already, right? It's really getting to work. There's no, again, there's no magic pill. There's no magic pill. No one's going to be able to tell you something that's going to suddenly remove your imposter syndrome. That only happens through self-effort over time. You be patient. You got the biggest thing is like with, you know, whether you use meditation or whatever you do, or maybe you just need some exercise. Maybe you just, uh, you know, I'm feeling a little posturish. Maybe I need to go lift some weights. I don't know. Uh, imposturous, is that a word? I mean, I may have just made one up. If, but those, I think it's kind of like any type of mental thing where you got to just kind of, kind of create your tools to cope with that stuff. Um, and, but over time, but ultimately, it's it's about putting yourself out there. You know, we talked about people today. We talked about uh, exercise and all this stuff, but also just working on your craft and just getting better. You know, and you can't get better at your craft overnight in most cases, unless it's something really small you're doing. <laughs> you got a very narrow focus, but become the best at what you do, and it'll be less stressful. Right? It'll be less stressful. You won't feel like an imposter because this is what you should be doing. And you don't have to start. You don't have to know everything all at once. If you want to specialize or if you can you know, stay in one lane for a while and become really good at that, if you become really good at something, then other things will be a little easier to cope with that imposter because it's, okay, now I just need to learn this other thing or I just need to get better at this. You're always learning. And I think to get over imposter syndrome, you have to have that uh thought process of wanting to always be learning and becoming better and doing better and all that stuff, you know, just like, you know, and through that actions and through doing that stuff, you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to fall down, but you also, you, you learn from your failures and people talk a lot about that. You learn from your failures. If you're in business, you're going to hear that. <laughs> but you also learn from your successes. And the only way you're going to have successes is by taking action, just like failures, right? You are have to just get you put yourself out there, mingle if you can, hang out with people in your tribe, whatever you're doing. You know, uh, if you're in like Twitter, there's a tech Twitter. I don't know that I'm officially part of tech Twitter. I hear about it. I see people complimenting tech Twitter out there. <laughs> Maybe I'm an honorary member and I just don't know it. But 
but that's great because what's awesome about that, I, and I follow a lot of uh, web developers and programmers and stuff on Twitter. I've done that for years, but there's so many great people out there helping each other out and uh, probably talking about imposter once in a while or, but it's, it's surrounding yourself with those people too. So in, in realizing that everybody else is just people. It's the biggest, I, honestly, I out of all these things, even exercise and physical and all that stuff, I think, man, it just all comes back to feeling like you're not alone. That the way you feel whatever stat that was 58% or whatever that was 58% of, you know, of tech employees feel imposter syndrome. You're not alone. So it's, you know, it's, and maybe that'll help you control that a little bit, but then all these other things uh, fall into place. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it helps. I don't talk a lot about, soft skills or mental attitudes and all that stuff very often. I kind of like the nuts and bolts and, and how to do things and share how I'm building things for real, you know. Uh, but I thought this would be an interesting topic and I thought it would be an important topic. Because like I think I said in the beginning, you can have the best idea in the world and you can, you know, have the best plan to execute to get that done. But if you're not confident or you feel like an imposter, that's really going to probably hold you back a little bit. You're going to think twice about taking risks and all that stuff if you feel those things. So I think it's an important topic that needs to be discussed more. And maybe I'll have some guests on this year. We'll, I'll bring this up as one of our uh, topics to see how they think about it. Uh, like I said, I think I've talked to Ryan a little bit about it. Um, but I think because it affects so many people, it would be easy to ask almost anybody, and they could probably have an opinion on it or something that works for them. But anyway, hope this helped. Until next time, take it easy out there, Builders Crew. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this podcast or provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, Unified Web Design. That's my agency. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you're interested in our services or looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top, fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.